listening to Modern Dealership Magazine's In The Box podcast. My name is Joey Little and thank you for joining me as I interview some of the hardest working people in automotive retail. Whether it's the people working at the dealership or those selling products to dealerships to help them sell more cars, you'll have them right here on Modern Dealership's In The Box podcast. Do you have a suggestion on who we should interview? Email your suggestion to media at moderndealership.com. Another uh, In The Box uh, interview podcast. We turn these into articles. It's a lot of fun. It's a chance for me to just talk to people across the country and across the world that move metal for a living or uh, turn wrenches or inspire people or, or sell products to uh, dealerships to help them, you know, move more metal. Excited about today because uh, if you if you have anything to do with Facebook and you are moving metal and you're not connected to this guy, then you are completely out of the loop and living under a rock. Sean Hayes, your car guy is on the uh, line with me. You still there, brother? Yeah, man. Hey, Joey. How you doing, man? I love this because I'm catching you right in the middle of a uh, a big change in your life. First of all, you were down in St. Augustine. Is that correct? In yeah, St. Augustine, Florida. Yes, sir. And you're making a big, giant uh, jump up here to uh, to the Midwest or South. Still in the South, I guess. Yeah, some would say. I don't know. It's kind of kind of north to me, but uh, you know, it's it's in the SEC, so they consider it south. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's a big difference, man. It's a big change, uh, it's a different chapter in my life. So it's an exciting time uh, for me. Let's get back to the roots, man. Let's just just before we uh, you know talk about this giant. Uh, I think this is uh, lightning in a bottle kind of uh, thing that's going to be happening in automotive retail. Let's go back to the roots, man. When did you get into um, selling cars? Yeah, it was uh, 2007, and uh, like a lot of people, I did it by accident. Um, you know, I was in sales for for a long time. I now it's been about a little over 20 years, but uh, um, I stumbled upon car sales on accident. I, long story short, got into some uh, a situation where I uh, I got a DUI, I lost my license, lost my job, which was in corporate uh, corporate America, you know, corporate 50 company. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of just, you know, door-to-door sales. I had been in that for a long time. Worked for a large company. And uh, when I got that DUI, obviously, I couldn't drive anymore. I couldn't uh, represent their company anymore. So I lost that job and basically stumbled into car sales on accident. But it was probably the best accident I've ever made in my life because it really turned my life around. Would you say that the automotive industry, you know, selling cars, would you say that's the most... Uh forgiving and uh great you know stone uh first step into getting your life because i see a lot of guys uh, and women that are online that sell cars that talk about their their past was you know wasn't wasn't great right and they needed a fresh start and they found it in automotive retail are, is that kind of your path as well or yeah i you know it's a it's a forgiving career. It's it it truly is. But there's a lot of talented people in this business that have made former mistakes, you know, and you know, there's that's the thing about life. It's a lot of times we, we make mistakes on our journey to find ourselves. And, you know, that was my situation, but that's also a lot of people in this industry. And, you know, we're not bad people. We just make mistakes. And a lot of times, you know, we have to pay for those mistakes. And, um, luckily a lot of us have found it and enjoyed it. It was, it was kind of, uh, something that we had to do at the time. Um, I took it as a had to, and ended up falling in love with it, not only for the aspect of dealing with people every day, but you can really make a great living in it 
And uh, even though I was in corporate America sales, I, I doubled my income getting into car sales. So I was like, why the heck do I want to be in corporate America where you get a 3% raise every year and bored to death and there's no inspiration? Um, and uh, I ended up falling in love with car sales. So when, when I did get you know everything situated and worked out, um, I didn't go back. I didn't leave the car business from the moment I got in. It's interesting. You just kept going. Yeah. Hey, have you ever have you have you stepped into the managerial type roles at the dealership, um, or do you mostly manage yourself and, and your process of what you're doing selling cars? Well, actually, I've been asked. That's that's a funny question because everybody always asks me, um, you know, why aren't you in management? I don't understand. You know, you you obviously know the car business. You you can lead people. You understand how to formulate a car deal and what customers need. And it's just, it came down to a selfish nature in me. Um, I didn't want to, and I'd been asked, and I just didn't see the advantage at that time to do it because um, I was selfish, to be honest with you. I cared about myself, my bank account. I, I hadn't trans transitioned into uh servitude. I hadn't transferred into helping others and seeing the, uh, you know, the upside of helping others. Uh, but that's when I really blossomed and changed my life is when I opened my eyes up to getting what I want through helping others get what they want. See, do you see, because what I've noticed in automotive retail is when it comes to management, you know, uh, advancement, you don't get to see it. Try to break this down so I understand it when it comes out of my mouth. You tend to see the guys that are selling a lot of cars being mm -hmm. moved into management, and you're not seeing a lot of leadership. Does that, right. does that make sense? Is that something that you've seen over the years too? Yeah, it's actually the number one problem in our industry, to be honest with you. Um, you know, sometimes – we we promote the people that are selling a lot of cars, but those guys normally not not all the time, but oftentimes um, they don't have leadership skills. There's no management training. They haven't been trained to be actual leaders. Uh, in fact, some of your best salesmen are selfish. They only care about themselves. You know, they just care about you know making the dollar, selling the car. They don't really teach other people. They don't they don't prosper other people. And the problem is, is those are now your leaders, and they're oftentimes not leaders. They're just managers and they don't know how to train, they don't know how to inspire, they don't know how to grow their dealership. And the dealerships oftentimes either go backwards or stay the same and don't have the growth that they could when, if they put true leaders into place. Now, that's oftentimes the dealership's fault for not either seeing the leaders in their company or not bringing the leaders in or not cultivating the leader within the manager. Um, but that's often a problem in our industry. If we had more leaders, this industry would be better. And that's what I'm trying to change. Yeah, we're going to get into that because I think this is a really good foreshadowing for uh, what we're going to talk about, why you're moving up to, uh, we'll stay in SEC country um, mm -hmm. because of one of the leaders that's up there that you're going to be working uh, with. Uh, but that's still, still more of a tease here. It's very interesting. Sure. I had a conversation yesterday uh, about leadership and, and about uh, roles at companies and not just automotive, but I was told uh, that a COO's main job, their, their number one job, and I don't really know what this has to do with our conversation, but I think that might kind of add to it, <laughs> is they are constantly supposed to put together a, um, a, a, a basically a restructuring list. You know, uh, mm -hmm. a, a fallback list. If this person leaves, then how do we take care of this? If this person leaves, which I think is is really look, you have to spend all of your time 
looking for leadership and developing leadership. And I think that the ones mm -hmm. like who you're going to go work for or work with, we're going to get more details on that up in, uh, in Kentucky, I think is a COO type mentality, even though he's a general manager at a dealership. Do you agree? Like yeah. looking for that, that special person that, and how he can find to motivate and, and, and train others. Well, yes. And those, those people like, Glenn Lundy and some of the others in this industry oh, that are like him. They're hard, it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They're, no, they're, they're hard awesome. to find. They're hard to find, man. Yeah. They're, they're really, truly hard to find. So, you know, and they're rare. They're rare people, right? They're, they're rare leaders. So just like any large company or any football team or any, any sport, uh, a sport franchise, the true, you know, there's oftentimes the bottom basement teams, the average teams always, and then there's a few that are always great. Why are they perennially per, per, per great? Why are they great every year? It's because they have the great leadership and the great managers, and you have to find that certain talent, and that talent is very hard to find. That's why there's not great franchises and companies. That's why so many companies go out of business. They're not, they're not set for, for leadership unless you find that rare talent, and... I believe a lot of times they're scared of the upcoming talent too. So yeah. when you get people in place in high leadership positions that aren't true leaders, they're just managers, they're scared of the true leaders that come in their company because they're scared of, they have fear of losing their job, you know, and it's right. unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate because those type, those type of people have to go to other dealerships and get, and, and move up in the ranks, you know, and uh, it's just because a lot of times, and, and it's not their fault either, Joey. It's really not because they weren't taught correctly either. They were probably the best salesman in their dealership. They were just moved up. They weren't, they weren't picked and, and taught how to lead. They were just taught how to manage, you know. And I believe leaders are born with it because mm -hmm. you know that guy in high school. You know that guy in junior high. He was always the guy that all the friends cultivated around, right, and all gathered around. And when they came to the party or to the get-together, everybody lit up and was excited for that person to get there, right? That's right. the type of person you want in a leadership position. It doesn't mean that the other people can't be managers, but I believe not everybody in your organization is going to be a true leader. You know, but but it's very important that your dealership or your or your business has those certain type of leaders. Okay, like so you it. need you you need managers and you need leaders. Not everybody can be both. I like that. I I really like that. I've never heard, honestly, God, I've never heard anybody really say that before. That there is definitely a difference between leadership and management. Um, for 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 sure. And, and 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 you know what? Some people are just born with that leadership skill. And sometimes you can't teach a manager how to be a leader. He mm -hmm. just needs to be a manager, and that's okay, but you don't need your whole dealership full of managers. You need to have that one person in there that is a leader, that knows how to talk to people, that knows how to get the best out of them, knows how to squeeze that little bit of juice out even when that person is, you know, you think they're done. Right. You know what I mean? And they need to also be able to filter between, you know, each different department and, and be able to be that person that's like a filter in between it and, and those are hard to find and when you get them and you have the opportunity to get them you do everything you can to to get them keep, keep them keep them happy because they're going to be the difference between a successful dealership and a failing dealership or one that uh that maxes out you know yeah. there's a lot of them in this industry joey that they've been selling 140 cars 150 cars for 10 years they haven't gained 
Right. They haven't gained at all, man. They're not going up at all. And that's because they're they're okay with who they have. They have managers there. They don't have they don't have vision to grow the dealership. They don't have they don't know how to deal to grow the dealership. So they just stay there, you know. And uh, it's unfortunate because I believe this industry can. It's so easy, I think, to grow a dealership. I really do. I truly do because I see what's wrong with it. When you walk in a dealership, Joey, and you, you see what's wrong with it, you know how when you walk in a certain winning dealership and it has that pep, that right. spark, that just, you can tell they're different. Paul, um, Paul Cummings told me a while back when I met him. He said, I can walk in a dealership, and within the first 45 seconds, I can tell you if it's a successful dealership or a bad one. Right away. And right away. And yeah. why is that? It's just because they they know the culture. They know how to do it. They know how to bring it out of them. And the ones that aren't doing it, they're always going to stay the same or go backwards in sales. And that's, yeah, my grandfather always did tell me that there's two different types of people in the world. And I think you added another one to that. He always said there was always thinkers and doers, right? Or work, workers mm-hmm. and thinkers. And then I think you've added that next layer, which is, which is leaders, right? You've got to have three. Yeah. Because uh, even if you're a thinker, doesn't mean you're a leader. So you're yeah. you're moving you're moving to Kentucky. You're moving just outside of uh, the town where I've got a buddy. He's got a dealership there, a Ford dealership. You guys are going to be uh, competition. Uh, J.P. Miller with uh, Paul Miller Ford, but you're going to Chevy, right? You're going to be doing damn Chevrolet in uh, Paris, Kentucky. Tell me about Paris, Kentucky. First of all, tell me about how you and Glenn Lundy. Uh, tell me about the first conversation you guys had, and when was that? Well, we had. Uh, it's kind of kind of funny because uh, I, I do a show called Sales Houser Spotlight and, uh, you know, it was originally designed to only be salesmen. I was kind of, not because I was snooty about it, I just, I, I wanted to be able to spotlight salesmen all across the country and I, I didn't want to bring in GMs or anything like that. But then somebody mentioned to me and said, Sean, don't you think it's important that some of these people that aspire to be managers and general managers, wouldn't it be great that they could learn, you know, maybe a path and maybe learn from some of the GMs? So I opened up my thinking and I thought about, well, if that's going to be the case, then I need to get Glenn Lundy on there because I've been watching him online. Now, we had never had a conversation. In fact, I don't even think he knew who I was. Uh-huh. But I had a mutual friend, Bill Have, who is friends with him. So I reached out to Bill and Bill reached out to Glenn and then Glenn said, I'm in. I'll do anything to help the, the industry. So we, I had him on my show and we became instant friends, man. Right. Instant. It was like, my wife calls me, he's my doppelganger. <laughs> so like we have similar past, similar mm-hmm. histories, similar interests, we're similar age. We have um, we we have similar likes and dislikes, right? And we uh, you know we just both are we have similar visions. Everything he was doing, I was doing very similar. We just weren't we weren't connected, you know. But but then um, after our meetings and talks, we just became friends, man. We truly became friends, and and I, I respected him, and he had a respect for me. And it just kept gaining and gaining and gaining, and we became more where I would call him, he would call me, and and next thing I know, you know, he was asking me to become a salesman, come there and be a salesman. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do a lateral move, you know. I was like, no, you know. But the funny thing was, is they've never hired anybody ever in the whole history of their dealership out of their company to promote them. So I'm the first one they've ever brought outside the company as a manager or as a leader in their organization. Um, and that was hard for them because they've only they've only promoted within, 
And right. it goes against, he wrote a book, he wrote a book on it, man. He wrote, he literally wrote a book on it. So and, you know, about not hiring on uh, resumes or credentials, only yeah. promote within and hire from character. Right. So it was hard for them, but you know, we came to a decision and, and, and I went up there and they wind and dined me and uh, met my wife and everything. And man, that's just a perfect fit for me, man. It's yeah. an absolute perfect fit. A dealership that has the exact same vision that wants to change the culture of this, of this industry and eradicate the negative stigma that we all have and help salesmen become better, man. It was like a perfect fit for me. And so you'll be continuing because I know that you got, uh, you're also a co-founder of Sales Hustlers, which is, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, I, I assume that that kind of came, came with you. How long ago was it that you started taking the selfie stick? You started going out on the lot, you know, and you started just having your own meetings with the people online, you know, Facebook, go find yeah. my people. When did uh, that start? Uh, March, March of 2017. Okay. So I I didn't even have a Facebook account. It's a really good story, man. I, I, I'd never been on Facebook ever. I didn't even know how to do a Facebook. I didn't know what it was. So so last year, literally March 10th of 2017, I picked up a selfie. Uh, I didn't even have a selfie stick at that time. I picked up the phone. I hit record. I did uh, three months of just basically recorded two-minute videos, basically. All right, of like helping salesmen and then helping consumers. Where'd you know, talk about from? things. Where'd that come from? Where'd no, that, uh, just in your head. Actually, you just yeah, it was just me. Actually, I um, I, I saw that. Um, who was it? It was an article on Automotive News, I think, talking about three people specifically who use social media to sell cars, but they weren't they weren't doing them how I do it now. They were doing a more of like testimonial videos right. and, you know, things like that. And uh, one was um, Davenport, uh, Kenny Landrum, and uh, I think Laura Madison. So I, 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 I researched. I think I may have wrote that article. It's really funny. Oh, really? <laughs> I might have. Funny. I can look at this. Yeah. Well then, well, then, if you did, then you got me the start, buddy. How about that? So let me take a look and see if that's. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man. so it was. I, I looked them up and I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing, but that's not really what I want to do. And that's that's a key thing that I tell people. Look, be you, have your vision, be the original person that you want to be. Don't be a copy. Okay, you were born an original. Don't be, don't die a copy. So yeah. I was like, I was like, all right. So I feel like that I could be more effective on social media um, by using my skills that God gave me. And I always tell people, use your talent, whatever it is, maximize your talent. Don't try to be like somebody else. So I knew that I have, uh, I, I was a good teacher. I'm a good teacher. I can, I've always been told that I, I can explain things correctly. Uh, I know how to speak. So I said, I'm just going to go out there and try to do this. And I, I did two minute videos, basically, uh, you know, they were, they were recorded. And I, I think the first one had a hundred views on it. And I was like, Oh my God, a hundred views. Wow. Great. You know? And I, I started building, building, building. Next thing I know, you know, three months later, I said, okay, I'm going to do live. I'm going to go live. You know, I was scared of going live, Joey, to be honest with you, man. I was yeah. just, because it's out of your comfort zone. Right. And it's like, it's easy to hit delete. If you don't like the video, it's easy to, you know, make the perfect video and hit submit. But when you're yeah. live, it's much different. Right. So it, I, I, I was scared of that a little bit. And finally, I just did it one day and I went and the next thing I know, I'm doing it for 15, 20, 25 minutes and people are still tuning in, right? They're yeah. like, you know, that's unheard of, right? Most people are like, oh, 30 second videos or I'm flicking on by them, right? But uh, I started gearing them towards salesmen. 
And everybody was against me, man. Everybody was like, no, don't do that. What are you doing? Hey, right. that's not what you should be doing. You should be talking to customers to bring customers in, doing walk-arounds and all this other stuff. And I'm like, look, guys, you don't see my vision. My vision is different than yours, okay? You do what you want to do, but my vision is all I need is exposure, mm-hmm. right? I just think I need exposure. I don't need to talk about cars. They know I sell cars. My name's your car guy, okay? I don't need to talk about walk-arounds on cars, right? Everybody's doing that. It's boring, right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't see the value in it, and I want to create value. So my idea was create so much value, that the people that are watching will give you exposure, which will then lift you up in your community because it'll go into everybody's time feed. So really, I don't have to talk about cars. Right. I just have to. Right. I just have to gain exposure, and then I start getting this like just wanting to help people. And all of a sudden, I'm like not selfish anymore, and I'm just I'm transforming myself. My journey is like evolving right in front of people's eyes. Right. And that's what I kept saying. Document your journey. Just be you. Do your thing. And like I'm growing in front of people's eyes and they're following along with me during my growth. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool because that's why I think so many people have become loyal to it is because, you know, they're watching it as I'm going. You know, this is just, you know, my life. I'm documenting right in front of you. So anyways, Dave, Dave Benson, the co-founder of Sales Hustlers, has me on his podcast. He's in Australia. But my videos had gone into his feeds, and he's like, dude, I'm teaching social branding in Australia. Nobody's listening, but this guy over here in America is killing it, is what he said. So he asked me to come on his podcast. It was the highest rated podcast he ever had. So he reaches out to me about three months later and was like, hey, dude, why don't we do something together? And that's how Sales Hustlers was created. But I have to tell you a secret, Joey, and you'll like this. Why it was created? I was kicked out of all the other groups. <laughs> they wouldn't let me play my videos. Is that what it was? Yeah, I got your videos. In yeah. There again? yeah, I was sharing my videos in there, and basically they were deleting them and then sending me a message saying, hey, we can't have you post your videos in there. And I asked them why. I asked them why. And they said, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, aren't we trying to make each other better? Isn't that what these groups are designed to do? And I soon yeah. find out, I soon found out that their groups are not designed to make people better. Their groups are only there for them and to promote them and make their money. That's what how I found you, out. Oh, that's absolutely true. How many, um, how many have you been kicked out of? Do you know off the top of your head? Well, I, 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 got, asked to, I got asked to stop posting my videos in four of them. Okay, four. And it was the four major ones that I was in. And I was like, well, forget it, man. If I can't, if you guys don't want me, my my content in your stuff, in your in your groups. And I was I was really naive to it, Joey. I really thought these groups were there designed to help everybody. But I found out they weren't. So when you're naive to something, then you're like, I was a little bummed out. Like I took it personally, you know what I mean? And I was like, well, forget you guys. I kind of gave them the proverbial middle finger and started my own group and said, look, I'm going to do it differently. All I want is salesmen to share their videos in my group. I want everybody to share their creativity, get better through it. And next thing I know, we got 8,500 members in there because everybody else got tired of the same stuff of the other groups. So in seven months, we passed all of them in actual members, pretty much all the people that kicked me out. We have more members in their groups than they do now. 
And what is and, and with the sales hustler uh, that you're part of, I know it's a group online that you know everybody's sharing their because I, I, the best thing that people can do is look and see what other people are doing. As long as they're not in your market, you know, don't steal it yeah. completely. But you get in. I was in broadcasting for ten years. We stole everything. We'd look and see what people in like Nevada were doing on their rock station, right, or in New York, and we'd take it. We'd do it. Nobody would know the difference. My. My question to you is, is, is that what you guys are trying to, 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 to build yeah. is to give them, yeah, okay, yeah, to give them yeah. like a strategy, just like, hey, this is what works here in Florida Absolutely. or Ohio? Okay. What I'm trying to do, Joe, is to show them that we're not in competition with each other. My competition is myself and my work ethic, okay, that I will put out, okay? I am not battling uh, another salesman in another town. What do I care what he sells? In fact, I feel like our industry will get better if we all get better and we share ideas and get better at our craft, right? So that was yeah. my goal and my thought. I believe that my industry has been bad for so long because nobody wants to share ideas and everybody's uh, goal is to, for them singly to get better and not the group unit to get better right so yeah. like I'm great if you suck right but right. how does that help our industry all right it doesn't that means 90% of the salesmen are going to suck and only 10% are going to be good I think it should be flipped I think 90% should be good and your industry will get better and people won't think about us the way they do and then everybody will sell more cars and make more money and that's what we should all be thinking about but unfortunately for so many years it's been opposite I hear you. And it's uh, the saleshustlers.com. I just pulled up the website. Uh, you can get in there. You can join. You get a complimentary, looks like free copy, 100 days of selling. Yeah, that's the website there. The group is a closed group that has yeah. uh, 8,400, 8,500 members. And yeah. the reason we, we close it to vendors, and they're the only ones, is you've got to be a car salesman or you've got to be a manager or GM or GSM in a dealership. And the reason we did that is we. We, we just wanted, we didn't want people in there pitching products. We didn't want people in there trying to pollute it. But I want everybody to help everybody. And what it's done, it's the most loyal group. You see them all over Facebook. They are loyal. They wear the hats. They wear the shirts. They're, they're joining the movement. It's like they're just loyal because we want nothing from them other than just get better, grow, learn, inspire, and teach. And that's what we say. That's how, like, kind of like our motto. I want to, I'm going to start off with a compliment because I want to get this out there because I believe that I know the formula to your success. I believe I know it. I, fi I think I figured it out. And number two, okay. I'm going to talk to you about something that you and I just have a different perspective on. Uh, the first is okay. the formula to your success. Uh, just with the videos, right? Besides the, the content, the content is spectacular. Um, but I think that you have the perfect balance the perfect balance of, of, of swag, meaning like that kind of, uh, you know, the Facebook go find my people, you know, the, the, the yeah. kind of, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the swag, right? I do. At the same time, you're not polished, right? You're not yeah. polished. You can tell, and I'm not kissing your butt here. I'm telling you what I saw when I first saw you coming on the, on the scene. You yeah. have an unpolished part about you, which shows this is not what I'm the best at. Right. Doing videos mm -hmm. right. talking to, is not what I'm the best at. I'm the best at what I'm about to tell you uh, that's going to be the content of my video. So I've got to give right. you major props. I think that that launched people. I think those two things together made you cool and made you transparent. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Authentic content was really important to me, too. 
it is that I'd be just transparent. Like, look, man, I sucked as a young guy. Here's the problems I had. Here's, you know, and I think people, people, people like that a lot, Joey, because they all been in the same boat. I think it's, yeah, and I think that the fact that you come across with a non-produced, polished type, you know, look to you, you your guy, I like the pictures that people take of you while you're doing your, you know, uh, walking around the line, yeah. Saturday morning <laughs> meetings. I like those, man. And I think that that's, that's cool. Very, very, um, that's just my two cents of, I've always wanted to tell you that. I think those two, that's yeah, cool. like the secret of like, but you had to have that swag. And I don't know where you got the swag, but the, just the cadence and the way that you were talking and the, the things that you were coming up with. I mean, Facebook, go find my people is, I mean, dude, that is cool. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So my next thing is where we just have two different perspectives on something, right? And okay. I, I, I want you to sell me your perspective, uh, not sell it to me, but I want you to explain your perspective to me. Uh, the hustle okay. and grind, the hustle and grind movement, right? This yep. thing is going on for uh, a little, a little bit now. It's become the buzzwords when it comes to sales, especially in automotive retail sales is the words hustle and the word grind, right? I kind mm -hmm. of take a different perspective to that because I'm, I'm more of the, the well, you understand, I, I sell software, right? I sell data right. mining software. I reason we make software is because it just makes things easier. So my focus is smarter over harder, right? But you see mm -hmm. these people, you see salespeople that are that brag that they get up at 3:30 in the morning and they work till seven o'clock at night, and that's what I associate with the hustle and grind. This like over expectation of what you have to do to be successful in this business. But I think that you have a different perspective of what hustle and grind mean. Give me your perspective of the hustle and grind movement. Well, hustle hustle to me means somebody that's always always trying to get better always trying to grow, always trying to uh, do better than they used to. Like a lot of people are hustlers. It doesn't mean it in a negative term. It just means that they have hustle to them, man. They, 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 they want to get better. They want to grow. They want to they get that next sale. They've got to figure it out. I, do, I am one of those people that get up early, but that is just because that routine has really helped me. Now, the mm -hmm. grind, the, the, the grind the reason we did hustle and grind is because we're sales hustlers and we combine with Glenn Lundy on the, on his rise and grind to create the hustle and grind conference. That's okay. why that is. But the, the two different words mean very similar things to a lot of people. All it means to me is to work hard for a goal. Okay. Work hard for a goal. I, I hustle every day and I don't, I'm not one of those. Look, man, I'm in bed by eight thirty, Joey. Okay, yeah. man. I'm, I'm the, as Glenn Lundy says, I am the youngest old 70 year old you will ever meet in your life. Okay. I literally, I get up early because I believe if I get up early, I, I conquer all the things. It's my quiet time. It's my private time. It's the time I can get all the stuff done where when, when everybody else gets up a little bit later, man, there's too much noise going on, man. There's families and kids and you know, they got to go to work right. and then they got employ employers and then they got customers. I get there early because I believe I can get a lot of stuff done that, that normal people get clogged up. It clogs up their day. And I just yeah. want to, I just want to hustle, man. I just want, I have so, I wasted so much time, Joey. I may, I wasted so much time in my life that I'm just not going to waste time anymore. But I know what you mean. Like we glorify, we glorify the guys like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Vanderchuk who like never yeah. stops working, man. Right? right. I get it. I get what you mean. Um, I look at more of like the hustle of like, I'm, go I'm not going to stop until I get my potential, my potential. 
And see, that's the problem. People sometimes, Joey, they compare themselves to the people they're running with or the people they work with or the people they know. That doesn't mean just because you're number one and you ran the race, it doesn't mean you're, you're number one. You just ran with slower racers, you know, slower runners. I want to hit my full potential, and that's what I'm shooting for. I'm not looking at any other salesman. I'm not looking at any other people in the world. I'm only looking at am I today hitting my full potential, and I wasn't for years, and it took that look in the mere moment. You know, for me to change, um, not looking at other people as competition, but looking at myself and, and, and my potential as my competition. If I can get something out of this conversation that people are listening about you to this, I would just say, and I'm not to take away from any Grant Cardone fans out there, you know, I'm not to take away from any Gary Vaynerchuk fans out there, but I'm a, what I'm going to say is if you want more of a reasonable expectation of what the, of the hustle and grind movement is, sure. I would say sure. Sean Hayes, I would say Glenn Lundy, I would say Bill Have, I would say Mike Davenport. I think that that's yeah. a more representation instead of this kind of, um, and that's that's where the polish comes in. That's a polished uh, marketing, you know, thing that that Grant does. You know, Grant, dude, the yeah. guy is successful as hell. But to get Grant level, you know, is is a little bit. It, you got to what he says in his own words. You got to make successions instead of goals or successes, right? Grant right. Cardone, a hundred million dollar, you know, uh, guy. Maybe, maybe you set your sights on some levels, right? And I think that you guys are at a good level. I think that what I see from you guys, uh, and I, I like the way that you, the words are more buzzwords. It's more about the actions. It's not about the buzz. Sure, I, I and that's totally right. Yeah, they just absolutely inspirational memes or, you know, with uh, big dollar signs and you know that kind of stuff. And I, I don't see anything behind it. They just just that lifestyle, and I think your perspective kind of put it in. You got your own. Everybody's got their own goal. They got their Everybody own does. level. You're absolutely right. I believe. I believe it's a lifestyle. Like I. I truly. Everything I talk about every day. Everything I just talked to you about on this. I live my life. Like I live it, and I show it to you. And there is no fakeness about me. If me and you had drinks later, and we were sitting down just talking like we are right now, you wouldn't yeah. see any different, Sean, than I present myself every day out on Facebook. And I think that's very, very important for people. They need to stop trying to be polished. Yeah. Need to stop trying to be too perfect. Your imperfection is your perfection. And if they understood that, and that's what truly people want, they would be further ahead in the game. Your imperfection is your perfection. Yes, sir. Bro, bro that needs to be on a T-shirt. That is... I know. That is you're, <laughs> speaking, you're speaking the stuff that I, I love to hear, um, that people need yeah, to man. stop being, trying to be somebody else. Stop well, trying that's to be, true, man. Your broken roads... Your broken roads are your maps, man. That That is what you're about, man. And, and that's why my imperfection, that's why I've caught on. I've caught on because instead of fake it till you make it like everybody else was trying yeah. to do and trying to present this fake person to people, I said, forget that, man. You know, I did that stuff for years. I'm just going to be who I am and what's made me what my wife says is cool, man. The yeah. swag is when you're real. You know, the swag isn't made up. The swag is when you walk out and you say, find my people. That wasn't orchestrated. That was accident right. because that's the way I talk, man. You know, and I, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's and I'm not. God, I hate doing these interviews because I think in these I don't hate doing these interviews. I hate the way I feel inside because I tell myself a story because in our industry, we're either lifting somebody up, you know, as the next messiah or we are destroying right. somebody. There's <laughs> isn't that the truth. 
You know what I mean? And so I don't want anybody yeah. to think out there that this is disingenuous. This is the first conversation that Sean and I have, have had. I mean, we've talked back and forth on Facebook. I've followed, but I, I've been absolutely just loving what you're doing. And, and the only thing that I really wanted to get into to, on our different perspectives was a hustle and grind. And I think that you nailed that, especially when you just dropped. And I know Rebecca with Modern Dealership Magazine, she, she cued in. She's listening right now. She's on the, uh, on the call with us. Uh, oh, cool. she wrote down imperfections is your perfection. Cause we're going to create an article off of this as well. And I also have to say, I get to, I get to the office down here in downtown Kansas city at five 45 in the morning. So I'm right there with you, brother. Right there, man. <laughs> I mean, the See, place- it's a lifestyle, man. It, yeah. it, it doesn't have, it's a buzzword to people, but really it's a lifestyle. If you it's not something that, you know, it's just, you're hustling to make yeah. yourself, man. You're hustling, you know, and it doesn't matter what time you get up or go to bed, man. It's just to have you performed at your top level today. And that's the way I look at every day. Have I performed at the best at the best level that I could, you know, and some days you're going to have bad days, man. It's okay. It's all right, man. You know, uh, all you got to do is just get through life, do the best you can, best you can. Okay. But I'm telling you what, I'm a better man. I'm a better salesperson. Here's, here's something I want you to take out of here, Joey. Maybe not you, but somebody else. The minute I became a better person, I became a better salesperson. And I would tell people all the time, work on yourself, work on the inner you, work on, instead of worrying about the outer you and how you're selling, work on the inner you and becoming a better person. You then will transfer that person to your customers and you will become a better salesperson instantly. What a great, what a great way just to inspire people, man, because what you just said in real time, you and I talking about this. I I know how yeah. powerful what you just said is. When I when we launch this podcast, we launch this. How many people are going to be changed by that? And so, yeah. wrapping up, what's going on? Because you're heading up to Kentucky. You're moving to Kentucky. You're you're getting yeah, man. Dan, Dan Cummings uh, Chevrolet. Uh, and what else? GMC or is there a no? It's uh, uh, Buick. Buick, that's right. They just bought another store and have uh, CDJR too. So gotcha. they have that as well. And you're going to be working side by side with Glenn Lundy and one of the the most proficient and uh, great sales teams in the country. Uh, they're selling over 300 cars a month. True, or, I mean they're up there. No, way up a, there. A, a thousand. Yeah, there we go. I got to mix up. They, with, sell, uh, they sell 850 to 1100 a month, and uh, they only have 40 salespeople. Isn't that crazy? Whew. Nuts. So you're it's gonna the busiest showroom I've ever seen in the ever ever. I've never seen anything like it. Like literally, they take numbers. Like like you're at Publix or you're at Kroger waiting for the yeah. the deli meat. And, and it's not like it's always been that way. Glenn turned that thing around and and started producing yeah. these numbers. It's crazy, and I'm and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing not only your success, but success of the other salespeople that work there, the success of the of the dealership. I like ever since Glenn released that uh, the video about them matching the dealership that didn't give the little kid the free TV on the scratcher that oh, was awesome, him. right? And then Glenn turned that around. That that was one of the best I've, I've seen online with dealerships. So I wish you the best, man. I I love this. Uh, I love it. I know that on your Facebook, you're up to like 4,997 friends. You can only have uh, 5,000. 
right? Yeah. So how do people connect with you? What do you, they need to go to follow the sales hustlers page? Yeah, they just got to follow me. I was at 5,000. It's funny because some drop off and then come back. It's weird when you're at 5,000. They will go down 4,997 then back up to 5. But just follow, hit follow or follow me on sales hustlers either way because this thing's going to, I'm only going to get better. The, the more I work around people with, with, that are great, that are amazing, that teach me, and I'm going to learn. I gobble it up, man. I wake up every day and just gobble, gobble knowledge, man. I'm, I'm like eating it for breakfast, right? So I'm going to get better. My context's going to get better. The better, the more leadership skills and the more people I work around that are better than me, I'm just going to get better and better. So who knows what's coming down the pike, man? That's awesome. What is there besides Facebook? Any, anywhere else? I know that. Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, yeah. yeah. Your car guy, Sean. And uh, I only have 1,400 followers there. I haven't really focused on it so much because I always go with do something really, really, really good and then move over to something else. Don't dabble in multiple things. It's just my thought process. So I just now started getting over in Instagram, but I'm going to try to blow that up this year too. And, uh, you know, sales hustlers, the hustle and grind con, I want to tell everybody about that. At the end of the year in October, we got Eric Thomas as our keynote. We got Les Brown as a, another keynote, and then we have a bunch of uh, industry guys, you know, two of the best GMs, uh, Brian Benstock, and we got Glenn Lundy, Jonathan Dawson, David Villa, myself. David. We, got, we got some great speakers. We're going to have over 1,000 people there at that conference, dude. It's going to be That's crazy, cool. right? But yeah. it's going to be in Orlando, man. Just look out for it. Buy tickets. You know, they're on early bird right now. But we're going to blow that thing up, man. I can't wait because with the industry really needs something that GMs are in. This was our thing, Joey. I said, I want GMs and dealer principals there because the problem is with all these conferences, what they do, they get all the salespeople there. They get them jacked up, and they send them back to these dealerships that have bad cultures, and nothing happens. They, they just squeeze it right out of them. So it's a waste. And I said, no, I want at least two. 200 dealer, dealer principals and GMs there. So Glenn's in charge of that. He's going to get them there so we can actually change this industry and change the cultures at these dealerships. That's awesome. Uh, Modern Dealership yeah, Magazine, I have to look into that. We, we can send somebody out there, too, to see, see what's going on. It's, it's really awesome. And with, yeah, the, with the podcast and with the article that's going to be out, we're absolutely going to mention uh, the, the – what's it, the, it's called the Hustle and Grind Con. That's, is Hustle and Grind Con, Con yeah. 2018, yes. October uh, 8th and 9th. Uh, there's more information on, on the website at the hustlers thesaleshustlers.com. Uh, also, yep. make sure you're following Sean. We'll get those included in the links uh, when this thing Thanks, gets Sean. out. It, it should be coming out within uh, a week or two of, of right now. So, uh, awesome, man. You are awesome, Joey. I just absolutely love, I hadn't talked to you yet, man. And I really, really glad I watched you on that. Um, when you went to, uh, NADA, I watched all those. I thought that was brilliant. I told Dave, I was like, this guy understands it live 24. Basically. I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was really cool. All right, man. I appreciate it. Hey, and, uh, have a safe drive up there to, uh, to Kentucky. All right. I will, man. And, uh, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you. Take care.